0: You can have all the money in your hand, all the possessions anyone can ever have, but it's our worthless it's treasure. True work is only measure, not by what you got, but what you got in your heart. You can have, you can have.
1: Out in touch with the Savior's hand. On rock, we stand like his
0: native land. Let the ways of love be the ways of man. I never had it so good. 101.1 radio. The best R and B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good. Radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7. The world's best radio station. no second when the king goes
2: feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
0: Favorite song that we love to sing. Every time we hear the music and feel this love together, we got to find that.
3: is so good sports media network, guys, you know, um sometimes it's pretty appalling as the way we are doing business right now. uh we find ourselves uh in a place where everything is coming at us, and white America seems to be uh giving everything that Donald Trump does a free pass and we have ourselves not solving or coming up with solutions to problems. We find ourselves in a situation where there's true moral decay across our country, and there's no leadership to give us direction. Uh, So we have a number of things that we need to talk about today. First, I'm going to start out uh, with those of you who are here just asking ourselves, you know, how thankful we are that we had eight years of Barack Obama where nothing on a personal basis came out that we had to be sad about. And so every time something shows, raises his ugly head related to Donald Trump, you know, I find myself sending up a blessing uh, that Barack Obama and his family didn't have to endure any of those personal attacks about anything that was substantive. seems like every day we turn around, there's something substantive about Donald Trump that comes out. And it leads me to believe uh, that the only way we're going to get him out of office uh, before his term ends is if he does something that is truly something treasonous cause I just asked you what you think would happen had it came to light that Barack Obama paid a porn star $130,000 to be quiet. You know, it you know, it seems as though we, when we relate that to Donald Trump, it's expected. So because it is expected, we just move along like it's no big deal. We have clergy that are coming out saying we're going to give him a mulligan uh, because uh, he's he's a changed man in the last five years. Now, who of us believes that a man could be a certain way for 65 years and then all of a sudden change between 65 and 70? You know, before it's all over, there are a whole lot of ugly, ugly things that are going to come out, and we're going to still be giving him a pass because he's Donald Trump, and the result will be, what can you expect? And we know that that is not going to be the same, the same um, type of evaluation we're going to make when it comes to women. So it lets you know that we're in this unique situation when it comes to white America because they're they're prepared and willing to give themselves a pass in any kind of given situation. We were faced earlier this year with a man who was accused of being a child molester. Being votes away from being the new senator, so therefore we know it almost seems like thing goes in white America. Uh, D, you know, we've been dealing with this for over a year now, probably even even including while he was running for office where white America doesn't seem to be willing or able to put him in check related to his personal life. So we know that this is not going to be how everyone's evaluated, or it seems as though we'll go back to the normal evaluation when it comes to women and and people of color. But will this always be the way, that white men are evaluated and the kind of paths that they will be given.
4: Well, good evening, James, and uh, I'm kind of sorry you came to me first because, from what you're telling me, uh, I, I find I, I find it really sickening. I really do. Um, you know, you said you said that we don't know if uh, white men, uh, especially those of in power are gonna be willing or able to do the right thing, and I think the the question is are they able um you know for for two centuries now, plus we've seen them not being able to do the right thing uh especially when it comes down to money and power um so um, you know, you know, when it comes down to the average American, and we're not talking about other people around the world, we're talking about the average American, especially those of us of color, uh, when it comes down to getting some kind of free pass, as you put it, for the wrong that we've done in the past, uh, and then those of us that have turned our life over to Christ uh, and shown. A uh, steadfast example of doing right, paying our taxes, doing right, uh, become now a law-abiding citizens, and uh, and got time under our belt doing so. Well, you got to know that still you're going to be you're going to have a blemish on your character because of the, because of the color of your skin and uh you know Dr. Martin can you say it best you know um he was way uh way ahead of his time and um and and here in two thousand eighteen going into twenty twenty uh, uh after this uh presidency and the shenanigans and the mindset following the the campaign and all. Uh, the, the new standard has been set, and I don't know how long it's going to take us to shake this off. But um, you bring you bring about a interesting topic again, and I'm very interested in knowing the the opinions of of the other callers. Thank
3: you, Cheryl. It is just um amazing to me. Week after week, we are inundated with information uh, that would disallow other candidates. You know, could we even imagine what the conversation would be or how long or deep the conversation would go if, in fact, we had found out that Barack Obama was involved with a porn star and that he paid 130000 for her to stay quiet, kind of attack with the first lady and Barack Obama endure if that kind of information came out about them
5: this Um, that would not have taken place. They he would have been out of office so fast. Um, and I'm still not understanding why. You know Donald Trump is getting a pass that he's doing done, and saying. you know for the life of me, I don't understand that, but I do know that he could not have been um former president um Barack obama being have been in that situation because he would have been out out of office um you know. No it wouldn't have been tolerated as a president, so I would like to continue to you know follow this and the news is going to be reporting and you know looking at reviews and comments to just to see the direction that this will take place,
3: and we know you know what are the things we have to come to the grips with. You know, you cannot disallow the level of 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 difference that would have take would t- take place. You know, that that would have been an outcry for family of Barack uh Barack Obama and Michelle to be uh destroyed. There would have been cameras all in her face asking her what you know what what is her position on her husband spending 130,000 to keep his mistress quiet but yet you've heard nothing from um Donald Trump or his wife related to this money I mean someone at least needs to come out and disavow that the fact that the money was even paid but now we have the the porn star coming out and talking about it. And I, I'm just not believing that if he was involved with this porn star that he wasn't involved with others. And we're just talking about four or five years ago when there was no reason for him to even think about trying to control his behavior related to being a, a president. So, um, back then I mean it was a free for all. We've already heard about the times that he'd walk in uh to the to where young people and young women were getting an undress for the Miss uh Miss America pageant or the Miss Universe pageant. So obviously this man has has these behaviors that are continuing to come out. So, Kathy, we know, as you have always asked us to continue to pray for him, more and more comes out about who he is as an individual.
6: Yes. And I just think that uh, it was not uh, our previous president, so we would not have to be talking about it or trying to do a petition to allow him to stay in because of something that happened in his past. But I just wanted to say that we all have skeletons, and, and and a lot of our skeletons just have not come out, and thank God that they haven't. I mean, I believe that there's more things that we can be doing attention
0: than
6: to um, focus on him and what he did with some lady who was out in the open now that's to me that's irrelevant as long as he's um taking care of this country and not pushing <laughs> any buttons and, and making decisions um, um, that would kind of help country continue on, then I'm okay with it, you know, because, again, everybody has some kind of, I said a while back, um, that things are just another thing that's being revealed. So maybe the Lord is cleaning him up. We don't know. Maybe he's cleaning him up and bringing out everything to be out in the forefront, then there won't be anything else that could be said. Go
3: forth. I don't know, James. I'm just looking of this. And again, we gotta pray for our president. Uh, D. There was uh, not too long ago we had a candidate that was running for president, and he told the media that you could follow me anywhere you like because I'm not doing anything. And I remember all these things, and yeah, I forget the guy's name, but he says, you know, you can follow me anywhere. And then they they took pictures of him with his mistress on his lap uh, on a, on a boat a boat trip. So down there there was a time when we would uh, just disavow people just because they had extramarital affairs. And yet here we are in the midst of an investigation where we are being told that. Our present president paid off a hooker. Well, no, she wasn't a hooker. She was a porn star. So obviously, you know, we have, you know, we have people who just want to say, "Hey, look, get a man a break." You know, we know he he he's immoral, but um, we we just got to get beyond all the the dirt that is in his past. Well first of all i i want i
4: want to thank miss Kathy for her optimism uh especially when it comes down to the the forgiveness of sin that we all uh seek in our life uh comparison and in contrast um you know um I want to uh ride a train with you James, in saying that uh white america has always, especially in the past 20 years that that I've observed, has always demonstrated a selective memory. They remember what they want to remember. Even as recent as the uh, government government shutdown in 2013, uh, they was all up in arms about that. Um, And even Donald Trump himself said that at the the president is responsible if it happens on his watch. Now, as it happened here a couple of days ago, um, they don't want to be blamed in no kind of way about any of it. Um, so, but, um, you know, um, it is, it's mind boggling to me that, um, they have this selective memory and, but, um, you know, going forward, I, 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 oh, what I did want to say going forward is that if they want to give themselves a pass and, and they expect for us as they always have, if they expect for us to be all right with everything they say because it's always been the white is right syndrome, if they expect for us to be all right with everything they say, I mean, that's their expectations, that's fine. But on the upside of all of this, I promise you that history will not be as kind to him. So uh, if, there in, if there's any consolation and thought about that, it would be the historians that would be the one to tear him a Thank you.
3: You know, one of the things that I go back and I remember is that when Barack Obama and Michelle came on stage, they were the shining light to what a, ro- a a relationship was supposed to be like. I mean, everybody wanted them a Barack Obama, a, a wanted to emulate the connection and love they saw between not only Bar- Barack Obama and Michelle, but the relationship they saw between the parents and the children the children, and the grandmothers. And it is so strange that now we've gone back so easily and so quickly uh, to observing a dysfunctional first family, one where you barely see his son and one where you don't see very much love or connection between the president and the first lady and you can understand why you know it is just and it is depressing you know we we have to realize the president and the first family do bring a lot more to the table than just leadership they bring some type of guidance uh to to what families are supposed to mean and we are starting to see that this is a couple who are just existing uh, because of what is coming out to the forefront.
5: You know, um, you're right. And um, I guess I am um, agreeing with Kathy, you know, the things that she said. But the question, you know, is that how we would have um, taken you know, um, felt about it if it was the former president, you know, Barack Obama, compared to what we are um, dealing with right now. And, you know, she was right. We all do have, you know, past history. But, you know, we don't stop at our past. You know, even during the election, the way he talked about women, And then, you know, when she said as far as um, as long as he's doing the job, but, you know, I look at some type of standards. I don't look at um, publicly degrading, you know, women or, in fact, people, because if it's somebody he don't like, he don't have a problem with degrading them. And yes, they did make the ideal couple and they did, you know, set an example to all the formal um, presidents where we really don't see that now for whatever reason it may be. And I think that people could or would accept him more, even if he had, if this being his past, if that he was more humble, meaning, you know, the way he addressed people today, because it reflects, you know, who we have in office. And, I mean, again, I'm going to say, you know, had it been our former president, that had did even half of the things, I really don't believe that he would still be in office. And this would, among all the other things that Donald Trump has done, would have just been the icing on the cake, although it could have been something in his past. You know, the degrading of women, the way he addressed people, the way he handled situations. You know, all of those things would have been different for one pers- one president compared to another president. I truly feel like that. And, you know, I, again, too, agree with Kathy. You know, we don't supposed to hold past um, things, anyone. But your past, your right now, things do have an effect, you know, on how the people are looking at you. And I don't think repentance or none of those things are like in the right now thing for him. That's my comment.
3: All right. We're going to go um, take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about the event that took place in Kentucky where two students have been pronounced dead and 15 injured we have another shooting at a public high school we'll be back right after this break James T. DeShay Love I Will Always Keep In life, we come to love many things over the course of a lifetime, many of which don't make it to that unforgettable place within our spirit. We are subject to many truly stimulating experiences throughout the journey of our individual lives, but those experiences don't become reoccurring daily moments. You, on the other hand, have stolen a place in my heart that will never be relinquished to another. I find myself unable to confine my thoughts of you to my past. I am destined to take you and the love you have shared with me on an unbounded journey of life while never spending a moment not treasuring the love you have given me. This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 Eastern, Eastern Time. I look forward to you being a part of the audience. This is a place where your voice can be heard loud and clear. You know, we are in a period of time where violence seems to be just commonplace and it's not just happening in adults it is impacting our children and we have to ask ourselves what in the world are we going to do to make life safer for the young people that we love and care so much about as where we cannot simply send our children to school without fear of them being harmed by their classmates. You know, it was not too long ago where I was in high school and we didn't even have police officers on campus. Uh, There was no need for them to be on campus because the principals were able to control most of the behaviors of the students. Now, resource officers are commonplace throughout America on campus because violence that was unspeakable in the past has become a part of what we have to fight against in the present. And it's so much so that We are being thankful when no more than one or two students are killed instead of feeling as though any student's death, campus is egregious. Here in Kentucky, two were killed and nearly 15 were injured. And we have to ask ourselves, at what point are we going to do something substantive to end this We talk about the taxes changing And how important that is And how it hadn't been done In in so long A period of time When are we going to do something About this violent behavior Of young people That expands coast to coast uh, Cheryl you know it, it is We are constantly talking about Mass murders And, and it's seeping down to our children how they just figure that the only way to handle a problem is through violence.
5: I really didn't. Um, I really couldn't. You know, it, it's just hard to believe that a fifteen-year-old had done such. You know, something like this. And it makes me wonder what is going on through the minds of our young people. You know we're not handling it with um talking it out, we're not handling it with fist fights i mean it's it's just murder, and you know, I thought that most of the schools that you really couldn't enter them with weapons. But I guess I see, you know, that I'm wrong. I know that quite a few of the schools um, have metal detectors as you enter into the schools. And I thought, you know, a lot of them had it in place. And I know that quite a few schools uh, are locked down Whereas the students, uh, I know my grandson, the school he goes to, they even have drills, you know, for if something happens like this. So I mean, I'm sad. Um, I would be curious to to see, you know, what what brought all of this on, and where his mind actually is and how we can relate that to others that same lines and how we can do something to deal with these situations before they even
3: come about. Uh Kathy, when I was in school or uh, growing up The most devastating thing that ever happened to me related to life and death was when my grandfather and I went on a fishing trip with a young man who had a heart attack on our way back. And I had to run miles to get help, and he died before I got back. But I just don't know what life would be for me or how many bad dreams I would have as a result of seeing being shot and murdered at school and finding myself trying to figure out a way uh, to get to safety without being killed. Uh, That's just not something we want for young people to experience that nobody really wants to experience. But here in America, it seems like we don't go one year without crowds of people being inundated. By somebody's desire uh to to kill them,
6: it's very sad,
3: but I think about
6: what the Word of God says that the enemy is running to and fro, trying to see whom he know whom he can devour. he knows that it's time. It's drawing near, so he's trying to take out everybody that he can, and he's using these kids more than ever nowadays. That's why it is so very, very important that we pray not only for our president, but we pray for these teachers. We pray for these bus drivers who's carrying these kids to school, the teachers who have to be in the midst of the kids. And even those that we know that are in those type of the schools that are a little bit out of control. I mean, even on the Internet, as they show sometimes different malls, and they'll begin a a, a brawl where they're fighting one another. You know, that's nothing but the enemy. And um, we do. We need to bring more resources into the school and tell these and continue to tell these kids, that they cannot continue to do what they've been do- doing. You know, how they go and jump and jump on um uh kids and 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 beat girls up in the classroom, in the bathroom. I mean, you know, we have to we have to we have to do a little bit more as um as not only parents, but as 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 people, as humans, we have to be a little bit more intensive into what's going on. I know when I'm out uh, on the streets, in store, whatever, and I see the kids. I go and I start a conversation, a good conversation, not asking them what are they doing, but hey, how you guys doing? You know what school? I mean, just anything to take their mind and their thoughts off of that evilness, because you sometimes you can just see it in them how it looks as though they're they're um. um Trying to figure out how or what they're gonna do, but you know just a kind word to them to try to distract that what I know that the enemy is trying to stir up in them
3: yeah and and um, Joyce, you know what's sad is is that we have uh things that we're trying to overcome or get through, but there's nothing like. Uh, what these kids seem to be dealing with. They're inundated by drugs. They're inundated by violence. Uh, They're constantly uh, worried about uh, how, you know, the relationship between them and other students. And the violence has to be on their mind constantly. Uh, You know, one of the things I think about when I was going up to school, I happened to be an athlete, and I happened to – Always be one of the bigger and stronger kids, so um, I'm sure there were things that I uh, I was able to avoid that other smaller and weaker kids are not being able to avoid. And going to school under the, these present conditions uh, seems, like really is very traumatic for people who are just not strong enough to fight back.
5: Good afternoon, everyone. That is so true, and uh, my my heart and my soul goes out for our young people because uh, for some or reason or another, they're they're not uh, they don't feel good about themselves, and half of them have lost who they have no identity to identify as to who they are, what they being is, and how they should carry themselves. What we got to realize too, and every chance that I get, and Kathy, that's such a good idea, and uh, I I would start doing that more often when I see young people, no matter who they are, to go up and and make them feel good about themselves. But for our minority young people, we we got to get up in the morning and let them know that long, long time ago before the Queen of England, they used to be kings and queens. So we got to let them know that when they look in the mirror, who you can identify as someone of royalty and how royalty is supposed to act, royalty is supposed to carry themselves. That's who we are. That's who we are as beings. That's who we got to re-identify ourselves with as to who we are to give ourselves worth. But now our young people, they have so much strain on them as far as to how to, to deal with society, particularly with the technology that is out there monkey see monkey do and influence and everybody want to get recognized in such a way. Instead they want that information whereas they don't want to go by and do it the hard way to earn it. A lot of times people can go through life doing making their mark on, on society and making their mark within their communities and they would never get recognized but we know you know our young people they want that instant gratification and that's not where it is and we got to teach some kind of way and pray on that. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it is. You know, leadership comes from the top, and we have to figure out a way to make our schools safer and not just uh, safe by prosecuting the young people who do these things, but finding a way to to, uh, encourage our kids not to be interested in gun violence, not to be even interested in firing a weapon or hurting people. They have to learn uh, to what degree it is that they're, they're that they're creating havoc in our society. Can you imagine the parents who now have to face the fact that they have to live without their children and not see the potential that their children uh, could have had they gotten to adulthood? That you went into this school and you created. Uh, mayhem and actually ended the lives and destroyed the mental thoughts of so many people. You know, can you imagine being shot? You know, there's some people who deal with why am I still alive and my other classmates are dead, and so that um, is something that impacts people's l- thoughts for the rest of their lives. Uh, how are you doing this evening, Nate? What what is your thoughts about how do we in this seemingly um violence that are happening in our public school system each and every year.
1: You know, it's funny because um when I was uh in the military, I've been in other countries, I didn't even you don't even hear about things like this. You don't hear about canned weapons and schools and stuff like that. Um, it's just basically unheard of even though in like in Iraq, in the Middle East countries, you can carry A K forty seven in the streets. But you didn't just hear people or just shooting each other or anything. I mean when I was a kid, my father we had we had weapons in the house my father had a thirty eight special a shotgun, and my mom had a thirty eight and a twenty two and I even as a little kid uh even as a twelve year old I had a twenty two rifle but my father made sure that we understood that these weapons was just what they were weapons they weren't toys. we did not play with them we did not even pick them up. For anything, unless he was involved. Um, as a father myself, I never brought my children any kind of toy, toy weapons. Never to this day, none of my kids can actually say I have brought them any kind of water guns or toys and stuff like that. Man, some people say that may be extreme, but I understand the value and the destruction of a weapon for being in the military. And the thing is that we live in such in a society where even with the video games, they treat life like a video game that you can hit the restart button. And that's it. And we don't they don't understand that life is not a reset button when it comes to certain things. You can't if you take somebody's life, that's it. And we have to teach people that it's okay. When I was a kid, if I got my tail whooped at school, I didn't go back home and get my dad at thirty eight. We didn't do that. We just had to learn how to take a butt whipping and, and and go on by the next day. We and the people talking well, kids might be bullied, stuff like that. I understand that, but they had bullies back in my day too. I was bullied when I was in school. But nevertheless, I didn't go home and sit here and grab my father's weapons and took them back to the school. Parents have to sit down and talk to their kids and have them understand about having a having a weapon, uh, is for protection. You know, it's it's for it's there's multi use for a weapon, it's for defending. You know, so in some cases, it's for, of for, course, uh, on, on gathering food, but we talking about these kids. But at the same time, with no nobody wants to talk about the parent or where they can go easy um, get a weapon. There's no standard at home because it's just so easy to go get a weapon off the street. There's no the laws are not being regulated enough to 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 dish out the punishment when it comes to weapons. But at the same time, in the black community. Everybody has a weapon. As soon as an argument or something breaks out, somebody's pointing a gun in somebody's face. Somebody's ki- child or kill somebody else's child. And, when, and at the end of the day, when you say you're sorry, that's, that's all you can say. But at the end of the day, we ask ourselves, what can we have done to be more responsible and to avoid this? And when it comes to these kids, parents got to take the time to talk to their kids and ask them what's going on in their lives to see what's going on and catch it before it gets too far out of hand. Because there is a bullying situation, then okay, let's deal with it. Let's see what's going on. Uh if you're mad at somebody, okay, let's 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 get back to the base of the Bible. said. So let's be angry and say not. Nah, let's teach our kids how to be tough because this world outside this house is gonna be even tougher on them than what they're gonna get at home. So as parents, we just need to sit down and talk to our children and let them know the pros and cons when it comes to their weapons. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it's- and um, we have to recognize, Cheryl, that our children have to be taught that there's some things that you don't allow yourself or uh, places you don't allow yourself to get to. Uh, you know, I cannot allow myself, and I know that Cassie knows where the scripture is about allowing and getting angry. You can't allow anger to get so uh, controlled, such control over the youth that you become uh, unable to stop the evil that might exist in you. You know, you may think that uh, you want to hurt somebody physically, but you can't allow your anger to get to the point where you decide that you want to take life and death into your own hands. And when you get to that point, you need to go to a quiet place and regain control of your emotions.
5: You know, you're so right, but, you know, we're saying this about children, but we see it every day in adults. Come on. And children see this displayed in their homes, you know, while driving, while in a grocery store, um, in the malls you know they're seeing this displayed but all the time so when we begin to try to explain them this to them they some will get it but some won't get it because they may have seen the um the end result whereas the person that makes the loudest noise wins so, yeah, we have a lot to do. You know, we have a lot to, that's why we always have to talk to our children, talk about situations, you know, just like this situation that happened, you know, with the, with the killing. You know, trying to find out where this child's mind was and also the environment of the child, because it'll tell a lot of things. And the thing is, you know, that we have to continue to show love and to show, to continue to walk in a way where our light shines before other adults and children as well. And even if we can talk, you know, not only talking to the children, but talking to each other when we see, you know, this displayed in adults. And I don't mean when they're going through it. I mean at a more calmer time. Because, you know, we don't want to be the um, the end of anything, you know, hasty happening. But um, we got to continue to um, to show love, to be there, to find out really what's going on. And I think you know, if I'm not mistaken, Joyce mentioned a while back about really getting into a conversation, you know, with the kids, Um, how she, you know, did um when her talking dialogue, you know, with the kids, meaning that, you know, not just how you, how your day was, and they say, all right, and that's the end of the conversation. There needs to be more of that, you know, because, I mean, i You know, even told my son, at times I'm talking, um, put the phone down and look me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm talking. Yeah. You know, even driving, even though I can't look in his eyes, you know, I need you to put the phone down. So we got to have that. We got to continue to remind them because you're right. Technology is taking over so much that this is where they find finding their escape and no telling what they're looking at when they get on the phones and these iPads and these tablets and those very in the computers. And not only that, the, t- the TVs is so much that they are taken in consuming on a daily basis. You know, we got to continue to pour positive things into them to at least, get some of that in with all other things that's going on. But we adults have to um, set the
3: example.
5: We have to be the guidance.
3: And it is so important, you know, that we recognize that there's going to have to be uh, some resources poured into changing the direction that America sees itself going in going to, Uh, you know, because if we don't pour some resources into having on all these, just like we put police officers on all these campuses, we need some classes on these campuses that talk about inhumane treatment, inhumane uh, idolism. Uh, Like, when has it become so natural to take your foot and kick somebody in the head. You know, I had a number of fights when I was a a child. And when I say a number, you know, I had uh, two or three fights. Or, and you, you know, you got your hands up. And you you call yourself boxing. Uh, but I would never pick up my foot and just kick somebody in the head. And it seemingly, when we see that people are behaving that way, that's just an inhumane way to treat anybody. You know, I was told you never put your foot on anybody, but yet now these people are going around kicking each other in the head and want to do real physical harm to one another. Cassie, they're not—they're not satisfied with just winning the fight. They want to put people in the hospital. That's the spirit of anger, James.
6: It's—it's. Roaring rapidly, you know. Uh, I I just believe that sometimes they get to uh, doing evil that it it just overtakes them. I I just truly believe it, and I as everybody was commenting and, and giving their opinion. I was thinking about when I was in 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 junior high and elementary. No, junior high and high school, and how we would fight, too. We had fights, and we would walk home and fight, but then the next day, it was over with, and there was no social media to put it out there. So, you know, it stopped there. Even at school, you know, if we were arguing with someone, you know, we would fight, but that would be it. You know, that was the end of it. But now, because of social media, and people behind the scenes making comments and edging these kids on is it, it, is just gotten out of hand. So we have to take that. So, you know, uh, but no one else is going to do it. We present it. Uh, um, Uh, something to the school asking them if we could come in and talk to the kids about life skills, about bullying, about, you know, furthering their education. And they denied us. We went to three different schools and they denied us. So I don't know uh, what's, what's going to be, what's going to have to be done or how it's going
3: to have to be done, but something needs to be done.
6: Yeah.
3: And they, you know, you being in um, experiencing the ultimate when it comes to uh, being asked to do something related to taking lives, you know, but here we have service men who weathered the storm in the Middle East who come home to more violence and and threats to their lives than they ever experienced uh, in combat where you can't even – when, when when somebody was talking about what kind of world is it when you can't walk out on your patio and be comfortable uh, and feel safe uh, out on your patio? And we have kids who can't walk down to the the basketball court and shoot a little basketball without fear that uh, somebody's going to be shooting at them.
1: You know, it, it is true because even I, <clears throat> as a veteran, I have to deal with that. um, when I went overseas and everything like that, I knew it was my job to defend. But as soon as I got back home, I'm more scared here at home than I ever was overseas because it's like here, there's a lack of control. And yep. and that's one of the reasons why I don't sit on sit on my porch because even I stay in somewhere in a pretty quiet quiet area, but still though, it's the idea when I go out, I have to be vigilant because anytime somebody I hear somebody with a loud voice or anything like that. One of the first things I'm doing, looking okay, how do I get out of here quickly, just in case something go down? Because everybody's so quick to grab a, a, a weapon instead of hearing somebody out or just ignoring it. And and then what, what's funny, what the young lady said earlier today, it, 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 it's, it's the kids are mimicking the behavior that they see us doing. If you see grown people out there shooting, uh, 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 shooting at each other, cussing each other out, instead of shaking hands and talking about it. Then what we expect our kids to do, you know, everybody. As soon as something happens, we talk about what well, is the tragedy. And know the tragedy that start is how they're being told in the streets, or or, or, or when, they, when they're at home because nobody's taking accountability. Um, um, just like just like yesterday, last night, my daughter had text. She thought I was mad at her because I had called her by her first name, and I made a, I let her know right then and there, no, baby, I'm not mad at you at all. No, I'm just calling you by your first name because I don't call you by your first name enough, and like the other other young lady said, when she's talking to her uh, um, to her son, she she won't she won't has his eyeballs on her, and that's exactly how I am when I'm talking to my kids. Cause I text every last one. I call them. How was your day? Even even my adult kids, I said, How was your day? How y'all was doing? Cause I want to know. Cause if you got an issue and you need to vent, then 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 vent to me, cause I'm ready for you to vent and get it out, and we can pray about it instead of you going to bed. And let that thing manifest in your mind that you waking up to a seducing spirit and going out there doing something you ain't got no business doing. That I'm childless or somebody – or you don't take somebody else's child like right now. they they childless. So it it goes all the way back to the adults again, investing that time into their children's lives. And this is the part where it comes back to fathers now because I'm a father. I'm going to be hard on fathers tonight because a lot of times – that's a lot of foolishness is coming from, from men in the streets and everything – soon a child gets in an uh, 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 issue or situation, the first thing a man want to do tell him, no, you go back down and handle your business. You go back down there and kick your tail and all that kind of stuff. Instead of teaching him how to handle business, instead of teaching him how to be diplomatic or how to avoid a situation altogether, they're sitting up there. they instigating it. And just like the other young lady said, now nah, it's all over social media where there's pressure where you got to do something now because now you're worried about everybody laughing at you. We're living in a society with well, the children these days is not as tough as it was when we were coming up, because even though we was bullied or got in fights and stuff like that, we still was tougher than the kids are today. So we had to let them know it's okay to walk away, it's okay to avoid those situations. It takes a stronger person to avoid those situations. We didn't. I didn't, when I was in our right, we didn't. I didn't fire my weapon every day. Any day I didn't fire my weapon was a good day. If we can avoid a situation, we 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 avoid it. We didn't go looking for it. Even if it came and found us, if we found another way to avoid it, we avoid it. But if we had to engage it. We engage it. So we have to teach these kids and and and, and by leading first how to avoid a situation. And if we have to engage it, teach them how to engage it. Teach them how to be cautious. Let them know what's at stake: jail time or death. Thank you.
3: Yeah, and and sometimes we have to join teach our children to seek adult um, intervention uh, before they get so angry that they want to go hurt someone. And there got to be some things in your head that uh, let you know, okay, this, I cannot do this. Uh, this is not something I can even uh, anticipate doing or think about doing. This is wrong, and I cannot cross this line. But so often people are not willing back away from the line that takes them to a place that they can never get back from. You know, you got to understand, you cannot allow yourself to think that killing or hurting or shooting someone is an option and unless your life is on the line. I recognize that people who kill because of uh, self-defense I don't have any argument with that. But you cannot allow yourself to think that it's okay for you to hurt someone um, as a result of them saying something ugly to you or a result of them putting their hands on you. Uh, We have to let people know that the police are the way to handle those situations because when you go out and you do it yourself, you're going to create – A bigger problem than the one you have
5: True And I also believe too That we have to start um, Teaching our kids to Help them talk their way out of Situations like that Because if they come across something So them to keep them And don't be afraid to say You know man I'm not going to let you take me there Because if you take me there I know this might happen And this might happen And I don't want that to happen I don't want it to happen for you. We have to learn, teach them how to use what they call reverse psychology when you get into situations like that because they will be tested. We as adults, we are being tested every day and in situations sometimes that we ourselves have to sit back and breathe a little bit. And I, would, I, I tell a person in a minute, I am not going to let you take me there. Because if you take me there, I know this is going to happen and it's not going to serve the purpose that I want it to serve. So I'm going to let you know where I know where you're trying to take me, but I'm not going to let you do that. So we got to teach our kids how to start thinking that way. And there's nothing wrong with toughing it out that way. And it's letting that person know that, okay, yeah, you're trying to play a head drop on me, but I'm not going to go there with you, you see. So these are the type of things. Also, number two, Something that Whoopi does that I think that we should start doing and start teaching our young people to do: leave a cell phone at the door. Have the have the bowl right mm. there. She says a basket. As soon as they enter the door, that's where the cell phone goes to the next day. You know, they charge them up. But other than that, it's family time. It's family time at 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 the TV, all together watching something. Not somebody being in one room and another person being at the dinner table. We got to get back to that. We got to start yeah. getting in each other's head again. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what your what your day is all about. I want to know where you're coming from. Also, there's nothing wrong with what I used to do, but you—they don't have videos like that anymore. But we used to do videos with our son because we live in areas that, uh, that he didn't get the street the way they should. So we go rent movies like that. We'll bag it up and we'll talk about it. We ask questions, what do you think that happened there? You know. And then my husband would say something and then I say, Well, you know, I didn't see it that way. So we're giving different point of view. This is opening their head up to start thinking. That's what we gotta do. We gotta yeah, come back yeah. to that because we gotta help our kids inside our home first and how to protect them once they leave outside the home. What to be aware of. And every day that they go in that classroom, now going forward, it needs to be heads up. You want to definitely check out your escape group. Every time I get on an airplane, I count seats in my brain. I'm making sure that I know where the seat to the next exit door where I'm sitting. So these are things that we're just going to have to start getting more in tune. This is society that we're living in now. And I hate to say that. We were just so relaxed and so at ease. But now we got to be up on guard. That's what we are. Yeah,
3: you know, we have we have to get to the point where we recognize that we, we not only have to talk about what we're gonna do as individuals in certain situations, but we have to talk to our children about just what you saying. you know, you may even have to take it so far as when you see somebody uh dealing with depression, uh going and intercede in those people's lives. That young man who came with that gun, somebody must have known what he was thinking or that possibility, and they may have needed to take him uh, to somebody in leadership and to help him avoid that final decision that he made. You know, sometimes we need help to get out of the dark places that we exist in, and we need to seek uh, somebody, Cheryl, who can help us uh, get back to our normal way of thinking. You know, when you hear a story about somebody thinking about something tragic they plan on doing, you don't need to just leave that there and go to your safe haven uh, and let that keep, like uh, Nate said, he wants to know if something happened that is in their mind so he can help get it out of their mind. But we're not being good stewards or good friends seeking to help our brother. When we listen to their horrific story, and then don't help them to find a solution.
5: You know, you're absolutely right, and um, Nate was correct as well. Um, You know, and as y'all know, um, I talk a lot to my son, and, you know, sometimes he say, Mom, we don't be thinking stuff like that, and Mm. but that may be in his little circle. But I bring it even further, to ask him, you know, about some of the other incidents that happen at school, at work, you know, just some of the places. And he even told me, because, you know, he hangs with one guy in particular. They go to different colleges in different cities, but they get together on the weekend. And um, he said, when we see something going on, we leave. Either one of us, if we're uncomfortable, wherever we are, we leave. You know, and because, you know, as I told y'all before, the one thing is whatever you do, your job is to make it home safely. So wherever you're uncomfortable, you know, if something is going on, but I do ask, you know, what made you leave? What made you feel uncomfortable? You know, what's going on and not that he can do anything about it, but it gives us an idea of what's going on in the community with the environment and what's going on with, you know, what kids are actually thinking. And, I mean, you know, he comes back and relate a lot of it to me and ones that I can reach out to because he do have other associates, and that's what I'm going to say, associates, you know, that I talk to. And when I approach them, I don't talk to them as I'm – talking at them, I lead with a conversation that get them to start talking to me. And once they feel like they feel important, they'll go on and on and on and start talking to you, you know, about things. Um, because he has one student, you know, he's not a people person. I mean, one person he knows is not a people, you know, and he said, nobody better look at me, you know, funny and stuff. So I ask, you know, you got to ask them, what makes you feel this way? And why would you, you know, certain things that carry on the conversation. That way you can get into the heads of these individuals and give them other solutions, you know, to the things that they are approached with and on a daily basis. So, yeah, we got a lot to do. You know, we think that, um, that we don't have to or we shouldn't. Not because we don't have to do nothing, but we shouldn't interact with young people. But I'm saying, younger people, as well as our peers, don't um, get into a conversation where, you know, we just uh huh, you know, because if that's the case, we're telling them whatever they're saying is okay. But I need you to know that I'm not okay with this conversation. I'm not okay, you know. Oh, why do you handle things in a certain way? Because that's what they do. You know, they think it's okay when they get to conversations. And, you know, we've all been at one time in our lives on the phone or talking with somebody and saying, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but
5: really not saying, man, that's not okay. You know, really, that's just not cool. So we got to continue to, you know, to have dialogues and to be able to get into the minds of adults as well as children, and to be able to put something positive in their minds.
3: And Cheryl, i mean excuse me, I'm sorry, Cassie, the thought that you didn't have, you were unsuccessful in going to those schools. Um, too often we have to just uh, not only go to to principals, we have to go to school board meetings and demand that our young people be given some outlets uh, to help them get through the troubled times that they are involved in. Some of these school principals and elected officials, uh, they just don't have a clue to how to deal with bullies, how to deal with counseling children. Uh, And we can't just leave it to them because they're not really successful at doing it. And so here we have our children at the mercy of this environment, and then they don't have anybody to help them talk themselves down from the anger that they feel about their classmates. Uh, A lot of this stuff needs to be intervened before it gets to the point where where we have two children who are physically angry at each other.
6: You are absolutely right. But today... um today it's teenagers there's a code that they have where it doesn't matter what is going on, they will not tell what is getting ready to happen. Uh you know the um the old saying, snitches get stitches. That's one of the things that they say to one another or you can't be a snitch regardless of whatever it is. They don't want um, you to tell anybody. So you don't know until it is. It, it has actually happened most of the time. But then, um, like Ms. Cheryl said, she talks directly to her son and she makes sure he knows that she's in control, he must tell her. So that's what a lot of parents need to do. They need to give them the eye-to-eye contact, you know, just to make sure that they are on the same accord with these kids. And we just have to continue to pray for them. You know, we just have to continue to pray, I mean, and pray and pray and pray for these kids.
3: And, Nate, the other problem we have is you got these bad parents who will say things like, you know, you better not uh, let nobody beat you up. Uh, if you see a stick or something, you pick a stick up and bust them in the head. Now, what kind of intelligent parents would tell their child to to pick up a stick or a rock and, and bust somebody in the head with it so that's going to make it all right? Now, what's going to happen to your child after he's, he's picked up a stick or a rock and hit somebody in the head with it? You know, you need to recognize or respect that that is not the way that we can teach our children to handle the anger that they feel.
1: You know, the key word is intelligent because, like I said, I have I have three boys, and I have two girls, and my middle boy had gotten that fight, and that very same thing came up. He you uh, know he got in a fight at school, and Brett thing came out to ought to go take something to school tomorrow and bust him upside his head, then I then I had to then I had a decision to make right then and there. You know, do I push him to do it or do I talk to him? So I grabbed him by his shoulder. I didn't yell at him. I didn't do anything. I sat him down. I said, then what, son? Then what? Once you bust him outside the head, then what? And he really couldn't have to answer the question because he was thinking that the situation is over with. No, that situation is not over with because now you have a consequence to pay for your action because you don't know if this kid going to die or not. But either way, law enforcement is going to get involved. And I don't want you to get in jail because when you get older, then it's going to come up on your record. And you don't want somebody bringing up your past. So to defend your past in the future, you need to make a better decision today. I'm not going to let you go out there and hurt yourself because you're mad right now. Let's learn how to control these emotions. And not only that, if there's a situation at, at school, let's go out to the school together and talk to the principal, talk to the teacher, and let them know that, you do have a parent that cares. You do have a parent that 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 does show respect to authority that is teaching it. But at the same time, you do have a parent that's holding the school accountable for your safety as well. So a lot of time, a lot of these parents who be out there be doing the Santa a lot of them young themselves, and a lot of them don't want to be held accountable or nothing. And more so than anything else, it's that stupid pride. They don't want to be the parent of a child. Don't got beat up, so they really tell their child to go out there and hurt somebody all because they're embarrassed. Now don't get it wrong now. If my child's out there fighting, I tell them to do what they can to defend themselves, to mm-hmm. defend, not attack, to defend. So I let them know what the consequences is for me. If you are to defend yourself, I have nothing to say. But if you're out there attacking attacking somebody, then you got to deal with Big Daddy because at the end of the day, I'm raising gentlemen. I'm raising ladies. I'm not rigging thugs, and I'm ra- not raising hoes. I didn't give you that example. Your mom didn't give you that example. So we're we, we not we not accepting that. And it's okay to get hit in the face. I tell all my kids that while we was talking, I was texting on my kids and checking up on them and everything like that and letting them know it's okay to get hit in the face. Because life's going to hit you in the face. What you going to do then? Every time life hits you in the face, what you can do? I'll be 47 on Valentine's Day. Been in Iraq two times, Afghanistan once. And I got hit more in the face when I came back home to the United States of America. But this is home. And when life was hitting me in the face, I went and got me some help. So just like when I see any kids out here, I I have many kids out here where I live at. I talk to them. I say, how you doing, little man? And uh, how you doing, sir? You know, I call them little kids, sir, to show them as an example. I'm showing you respect as a little kid to teach you it's okay. Because the rest of these grown out here the, blah, 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 saying stuff and they repeat and and react what they see. So if somebody don't take responsibility for it, then who will? Thank you.
3: Yeah, it is so important to let our children know that their manhood or their value is not lost in one confrontation. You know, so often, uh, Joyce, these, these these young people feel like all of who they are is lost in one confrontation, not realizing if you just get beyond this point and and wake up tomorrow, there's a better opportunity for your life. Uh, But they want to lose everything they are are in one confrontation, and then they either go into jail or they may be dead. Are you there, Joy?
5: Excuse me. I say that's because they don't dream big. You got to dream big in life, you got to dream bigger Mm. than where you are in life. Sometimes, when people can't see themselves more than where they are in their environment, then that's how they feel that they suck. So, their mind is stuck there. But my thing is, we got to always make them grow and always reach, reach, reach. I've always taught my kids, don't start a fight. But you know what I mean? Don't, you better get in the fight. You know what I mean? Don't start one. But then, if you know, you, you need to end one. That means that if someone hits you, you know, make sure that you defend yourself, just like the gentleman said, but don't be out there starting a fight, you see. But my thing is for our young people is that we got to dream. We got to dream big. We got to want it. And more than likely, I always tell my, my sons when they – because you remember I told you they thought he was a geek? You know, because, you know, the way he dressed or the way he looked or whatever, because he was so smart in a different area. But I told him, the main people who making fun of you in 10 or 15 years, you're not going to even remember their face or know their name. I always tell them that, because that is the truth. Because what you're doing right now, that you know, if it's not that important, no one's going to remember that. But when you go out there and shoot somebody and you get 15 or 20 years, they're going to remember how foolish you were. But my thing is that You know, make your impact for not now, but for in the future. Because half the people that you've gone through in life, you're not gonna even remember who they are. It's gonna be that important to you, and that's Mm -hmm. what we have to let them know. You got to live for tomorrow, not just for today. And that's where Mm -hmm. most of our mindset is that in the the here and now. But we got to think beyond that. We got to be able to see the forest and not just the trees that are there. There's a beautiful rainbow on that other side. So we got to teach them to look forward for that. It's something beyond those tall trees. So that's where we have to really let them know we got to grow mentally. And not just within your environment, you got to want more. So we got to start watching television shows that are teaching us what's better out there for us. We got to teach those, those, uh, those movies that are intelligent enough to teach them how to use their brain and think. You know that's where we are. They got to put the phones down for a while and the video games. We got to get back into their heads. I want to know what makes you tick. I want Mm -hmm. to know what you're thinking, what's on your mind. Tell you how square I am. They'll laugh at you, but whatever you say, that's important. They got to remember it. They be thinking that you, you think that they're not listening, but what you telling them, if you're talking to them, is gonna come a time where they're gonna need that information. They can reach back to get it.
3: So don't let and, us keep them out there, you know. And, and Cheryl, I I I respect you and appreciate what it is that you do for your son. And we need to uh, keep sharing that information and everything that we share with, not just the, us on the show, but with other parents, about helping them through their flawed thinking. All of us have flawed thinking, Um You know, I remember my father telling me, he said, you know, I thought I knew everything when I was in my 20s. And when I got to my 30s, I realized I didn't know anything. And when I got to my 40s, I just thought about how stupid I was in my 30s. And um, so he was just showing me with time we have the opportunity to reevaluate our thoughts. But when we go and make decisions on flawed thoughts when we're young, uh, we put ourselves in a position where we might not ever recover. And when we hear something uh, that sounds good, we have to learn how to in- to um, to make it a part of who we are. You know, it's not enough to just listen dis- 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 to people who have a good conversation, who are telling us about life and how to live it. We have to incorporate what those people are telling us in our present existence.
5: You're right, um, and the way your father explained it, generations need to talk to the generation before them because they have the wisdom and the knowledge, whereas um even with me, you know i'm will I'm always teachable, I'm always looking to learn more and incorporate more knowledge and I enjoy sitting at the feet of someone that's much older than me with wisdom and you know if we can make that where you know generations and generations be able to share it because you know and and I can say too that um, that everybody does not mature on the same level at the same age you know you can have a younger person that is much more more mature than somebody that's a little bit older than them so maturity you know is a big um is a big thing and meaning you know how they're being developed the things that they've been through you know all of these um, help a person to be who they actually are.
0: But, I, you know, again,
5: we just never can stop doing and never stop talking. You know, conversation is very limited, you know, and especially because of technology. You know, they will Snapchat, they will text, they will, you know, I can't even text fast enough before somebody's going to pick up the phone you know, and I'm, I'm just like, I can't do this fast enough. I got to pick up the phone and call. I mean, I can text for so long, but I just don't do it fast enough. I mean, they finish before you can even get the whole sentence out your mouth, and they didn't already sent it off. So we do, we have to get into more conversations, you know, helping them and even the little ones. I know my grandchildren help them more to use their words And not to um, to rely on technology. So, yeah, we got to we got to conversate more.
3: All right, we're gonna go uh, take a break, and then we're gonna come back and let everyone have their final thought for this evening. Mm -hmm.
7: I am this woman that has sent the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars, the woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintained her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future.
5: I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the
7: world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future.
0: I am this woman. Cheryl, your
3: final thought for this evening?
5: Very good um, show tonight, Um, very informative, great um, advice that people um, are leaving on the table that I hope that um, our callers and listeners take heed to. Whatever we do, we can always do more.
3: All right. Kathy, uh, your final thought for this evening.
6: Thank you, President. And Mr. Nate, thank
3: you so much for your service, sir. All right. Uh, Joyce, your final thought for this evening?
5: I just would like to home in what everyone else has said, but I also would like to. Um, challenge and invite some of our young people To get on so we can uh, Hear what they have mm. to say So they can express their self. I would love to do that in, to, in Domingo yes. And hear that thought pattern uh, So please let's go there also
3: Alright Nate your final thought for this evening
5: Well, My final
1: thoughts Is that thank y'all for allowing me to tune in, tune in. Y'all, my, y'all my newfound family Y'all keep me accountable because listening to y'all definitely helped me being a better parent the last few weeks. And let's just hold each other accountable. And let's just tell the truth and love each other and um uh in spite of. Yeah,
3: There's so much left for us to do. Uh we need to uh just continue to to meet here and grow here. And help other individuals recognize their need to uh, to make adjustments. Uh, we cannot continue to go in this direction as though that there's no need for us to make changes. Uh, this is so important for us to make the necessary changes to see the change in our society. We have to be responsible for our the behaviors of of our society, and the direction that our society goes in. And I want to just continue to say to you all guys, I I appreciate your support and uh, uh, that you give me the encouragement uh, to continue on and look beyond just one year from year to year in an effort to make sure that we continue to grow and do what is necessary uh, to put the word out. You know, I I want you all to pay attention. Uh, I listen to so much news trying to get prepared for our show and to have good discussions, but I just want you to listen to how often some of these people say, this is what America is thinking. Now, how can they know what America is thinking when none of us are getting a phone call asking us what our thoughts are? So that's why it's so important for us to be on this show to say what we're thinking, Nate, because we are constantly having people telling us what we're thinking. But they can't yeah. know what we're thinking if they're not asking us, but they're sure telling us what we're thinking. Uh, so, you know, Nate, we have to be ready and prepared to have a vehicle them know what we we feel. Uh, Cheryl, you know that they're saying that. I want you all Oh, I want to just make sure all of you do this for me. You know, we're always telling each other. But as you listen to the news, just, just listen to how often they say this is what America is thinking. This is where America wants to go. And ask yourself, I am 57 years old, and Cheryl, I have never gotten a phone call asking me what I thought. So how can these people know what a person thinks, but none of us are getting that phone call? You're
5: right. You're right. I've never gotten a call either.
3: They
1: ain't going to get that call. So,
3: <laughs> so we, 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 this is where we can tell them what we're thinking. And if they need it, just to uh, send them the link to the show, we can send them the link to the show because it will be permanent uh, on uh, what it is we're talking about. So, guys, I just want to thank you all for being here. I look forward to you being here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time. My thoughts, love, and reflections so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Take care.
0: You too, Good night.